welcome to Bad Examples. Woo! I'm Tracy. And I'm Jessica. And we were on Style Network's reality shows Jerseylicious and Glam Fairy, which followed Jessica as a makeup artist and me as a hairstylist. So obviously you may think that this whole podcast is going to be about beauty, but you would be wrong. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about everything from love to relationships to sex to just being a hoe. (laughs) We are your new go-to girls for everything bad. Hey guys, welcome back to Bad Examples. We are very excited that you guys came back to visit us. I hope that we do not let you down, but we have like a really lot to talk about this week. Like I feel like we have a lot of things to dive into and just like really address. So like, let's get it popping. Yeah, let's get into it. Like, let's do it. Um, I'm going to start with my questions for you because as a new wife, mm-hmm. um, you know, everyone asks me probably once a day, when are you having kids? Oh my God, isn't that annoying? Oh, it's like the curse of First of all, of what if you can't weds? have kids? Like, that's the most, unco- please, please don't ask people that. Please I, don't ask. And then if a person has one kid, please don't ask them, like, when are you having the next? Like, maybe they only could have one. Like, that's super uncomfortable. I was going to say, by the way, like, not every woman is, like, super fertile and can just pop out yeah, babies it's like Tracy. Yeah, super offensive. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm it, fertile Myrtle. Like, it just <laughs> happens. But. It is. It's super offensive and no newlywed that's enjoying like their first year of marriage mm-hmm. wants to freaking hear it every day. Yeah, and there's a lot of people you have to be sensitive to because you have no idea like who's going through a struggle. So please just off the bat, like do yes. not ask people like when's your next or when are you having kids? Just let people live their life. Yes. What did you want to ask? <laughs> like sorry, I just <laughs> had to get it off my chest. It really bothers me. Well, so I know kids is something that I definitely want. Mm-hmm. Like my husband and I talk about it, but you know, I feel like when you're in your 20s and and you have a baby, it's something that you don't even think about. You just do. It's the next step of your life. Yeah. But I'm older and you say that like you're old you're not old you're in your 30s like it's it's um it's weird because I look around and I look at this life we've built in our home and I'm like wow like some kid's gonna come in here and like fuck it up and like what if he's an asshole like I have so many yeah it's harder now I guess that I'm older because I'm overthinking everything am I ready like you know and my my mom gives me good advice because she says you're never ready no you're <laughs> you know? not is I that have true no that 100% your mom is first of all moms are always right <laughs> your mom is 100% right you are never ready and as much as anyone can ever prep you for it like kids are emotional terrorists and mm-hmm. they are going to fuck up your whole world and I promise you that like what this house looks like right now more than likely it won't it's going to be still be perfect because he will or he she will be living here but like it's a different kind of perfect like when they wake up and they run from their bed to your bed, that's the most satisfying thing you'll ever feel in your life. And it's just crying. No, you, <gasps> you, I feel like if you can experience it, it's something to experience, whether it's your child, whether you adopt a child, whether anything, it's, it's almost like you have, there comes a point in your life where you're either like, I'm going to be selfish or I'm not going to be selfish. And I, yes, and that's I what feel I'm like, not ready I'm, to part with yet. I know I'm a selfish fine. person. Like I, you're I, not I, selfish. You're just used to routine of what yes. you guys do. And it's totally breaking of routine. It's going to be like the most mind fucked thing you'll ever do, but it's so rewarding. And if you can do it and I think it's worth doing, like even being an aunt to kids, like just to have them come into your life, it changes your whole world. Like you no longer care about your Saturday nights because you're like, I'd rather spend it with like my niece or nephew or there's like their kids really just shake up your whole world. And I don't think it's a necessary step. There's a lot of people who just are not supposed to be parents for sure. And Mm -hmm. I also think like you could be a father, but you're not a dad. Okay. You could be a mother, but you're not a mom. Like there's people who are like, that's like mommy. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not, not everybody is meant to be a parent. So you are really young. How old were you when you had your first baby? Um, Corey wanted to have them like when we met. Yeah. And I said, no, (laughs) I was like, we're getting married first and that whole thing. But he was 21 when we met. I was 
23 because I'm two or three years old. like, didn't you guys like not really think about it? Like you just kind of did it. Well, we got engaged because it was a huge thing. I was like, well, first of all, where's my ring? Before I let you inseminate me with anything, like I'm getting a ring because it's important to me. It's not important and it's not the necessary steps. It's just something that worked for me and what I was bred to believe. So I wanted that. And he was all about it too. He wanted to get married. And I said, listen, we can totally like have this life. And I'm down to have kids early. And if you want them right away, we'll do that. But we need to like establish me and you first and worry about us. Cause I feel like once kids come in, there's no you guys for a long time. Which by the way, I um, think is another like great point because I have some friends that, you know, they were married for a few weeks, a few months and they right away have kids. And I'm like, don't you guys want to enjoy each other just a little bit? Yeah. Like, you know, make sure you you know this person and you love this person and you can enjoy just being the two of you. No, for sure. I know that at this point that like we're we're good. That's what I'm afraid of is like some other person coming in and, and breaking us up. But I guess like that's it, a thing. Yeah. First of all, there's moms that are like jealous of their kids because of how good their husbands are to their kids. Like right. that's a thing. I've heard <laughs> of it before. I don't experience it. But like I've really heard people be like, why do you like why are you so good to her? Like, why do you let everything she does slide? Like, And it's like very weird because it fucks with your emotions when you add somebody else into like your relationship whether it be a kid or whatever it is and it's hard well let me ask you this is there an order like is it your husband first and then your kids no or your kids first no my kids are always husband. first and then my wow. husband and he knows that and I expect him to put my kids before me too wow I just expect to be next on that list <laughs> <laughs> like so, that's the shit I have to like I no, guess yeah. once there's a child actually here I'll, I'll kids, feel that way it's just hard to like it's hard to grasp that concept right now you know what I mean yeah well kids it's it's I don't know it's like Okay, there's a functioning human being, an adult in your house right now. Okay, so when you have kids come in, Barely. they are not functioning by themselves. They are <laughs> completely reliant on you for everything. So if you're not putting those kids first, then that's well, a problem. Because hi, that's what freaks you're, me out. survival. Like, yeah, like, oh my God, if I don't feed the baby, it dies. Like, no, that's, that's such true. heavy responsibility. It's legit. But like, while you're eating cheese and wine, mm -hmm. like, give them their cereal or whatever right. they like. Like, it's so, it just becomes a part of life. And like, you just learn to coexist. And it's totally, I was not prepared for it. I mean, my mom told me she was like, having kids is really hard. Like, I just want you to be aware. And like, but she was so excited that she was going to be a grandma that yeah. like, she totally was like, have more. I love it. But like, <laughs> I said, I was like, I wish there was like a manual that came with each kid of like how to deal with that individual child because every single kid is different. But I don't, and okay, so let me that. ask you this. So, okay, you got married, you had a baby, like you're in the hospital with Skylar. Like, did you because this is just my personality like I feel like I need to do research okay so like I how do you did you read books did you no. talk to other you were no. so young you were the first friend I to was have a baby I was 26 when I so had how Tyler. the fuck when they say okay bye we're discharging from the hospital 24 hours later first. what do you do with this thing Jess I say this all the time I'm like first of all how do just hospitals let people take kids <laughs> yeah. like how there's no like psych test that they give you there's nothing they're just like hi okay here make sure you have a car seat they don't even check if you have a car seat they oh. just like give you the baby and I'm like this is terrible I had like a, an insane midwife crisis like after I had Skylar like I was like I have to be up all night and like I just pushed a human out of me and now I have to be up all night thank god her godmother Tara my brother my husband's sister wanted to have that experience with her godchild and like be at the hospital with me to help me and let me sleep because I was 
I also had a very rough pregnancy with Skylar, so I was not really ready to like jump into all that. I was having it wasn't like a postpartum depression; it was just like a holy it's fucking like, shit. Rewind what for a second. Did just happened. So oh, this is the stuff that scares me. So what do you mean rough pregnancy? Okay, rough pregnancy. I had carpal tunnel. Uh, I had arthritis. I had no. hypoglycemia. What? I, I passed out one day going to pick my niece oh, up at school. She that. to this day she's nine years old. I had Skylar three and a half years ago. Life? She will not let me pick her up from school because oh she's so terrified that. I'm going to pass out again at school. I had to go to the hospital. It was like this whole big thing. Shit happens when you're pregnant. Like your body, especially your first, like this is your body reacting to the first time it's ever changing in your life after like puberty. I I literally cannot grasp this concept. It is so hard for me to like imagine It's very this. weird. It's cre- it literally is like an alien is taking over your body. Like it you've does. been like an alien came from space and like impregnated you. And now you've got this like weird alien baby that you need to like do stuff with and the whole process like I can't get it out of my head it like and the actual like labor no 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 I had there's nothing natural about that it's something that's supposed to be so fucking natural there's nothing natural about a baby coming out of your (laughs) vagina like there's just not or your stomach no 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 there's got to be an easier way no (laughs) the easier way is being rich and have somebody else carrying your baby that's the easiest way you can do it like Kim Kardashian just I think she just was like fuck this like I I don't think I could go it's an emotional roller coaster from the moment you find out until the moment that baby's put in your arms it is a non-stop roller coaster and sometimes it's like too much for a person to handle especially after they've had some or in their first like were you like super emotional like did you with Skylar I cried a lot but I was also like I could not believe like I was responsible for another human being with Julian he was was my first boy I couldn't believe it was happening with Jade and I had a really rough pregnancy uh no I lied a really rough labor my pregnancy was great with her my labor was really hard the epidural failed no I didn't even know those two words went together yeah no it was hard An epidural can fail yeah it just didn't work and I felt everything and like it was just a hard what do you mean what did it feel like? I'm not gonna scar the men on this channel if there's any listening I don't want to ruin lower their... the volume yeah just turn this off no I'm just kidding I'm not gonna do that to them I don't want to like scar moms because it is the greatest no, thing you'll me. ever scar no, me I want you to have babies I'm already Jess. scarred no. What did it feel like, Tracy? It's the weirdest experience because you can feel the baby coming out, but there's no <laughs> pain. It's like no pain at that point. For me, for me, I don't want to speak well, on behalf of all women. Can you tell me what an women. epidural failed means? An epidural is this giant fucking needle yeah, they, they give jam you it in, in your, your back, spine. right? <laughs> and like it could either be the greatest fucking thing put on this earth or it could can be traumatizing. Can you ask for another one? Yeah, they, it's like a drip. Okay. It's like a morphine drip. Like, oh, it's, like you're cool. linked up. So they just add more. Cool. Well, once you get it, you're done. You're like taped up, bandaged, you're fine. Could you feel your legs? No, I felt nothing to that the point where Jaden was handed to me and I almost rolled off the bed because I couldn't hold my <gasps> own body up. And the epidural worked everywhere but where it needed to. So I couldn't lift up my arms. I couldn't lift anything. Like I was holding her and I felt myself rolling. I'm like, somebody grab the baby. It was traumatizing. How long does I was the like, effect last for? Because that kind of freaks me like out. I think it's like a few hours. Like that's why I don't do like mushrooms and drugs because I don't like not having control of my no, body. I'm the last person on this world should ever do drugs because <laughs> I would have the worst. I would be in a corner somewhere thinking spiders and rats were crawling all over me. I can't handle. I'm such a control freak. Everybody who knows me knows that. And it's just, it's the most not in control you will ever be in your life all right i'm I'm, I'm gonna get real here because this is another one of my labor fear like a okay so i hate potty talk like as far as as far as my (laughs) husband knows and he will fucking tell you this Mm -mm. he doesn't think i go to the bathroom like he doesn't he doesn't know he's never seen heard anything like he just thinks that i did that doesn't exist that part of me so like my advice one of my fears because Mm -hmm. i've heard this like i have friends that are just like disgusting animals and they're just like oh yeah shit five times in front of my husband while 
while I was giving labor and he was had my legs spread and was watching and I'm like I rather die kill me <laughs> like fucking bury me like don't even like I can't handle that okay my advice to you go um your husband stands by your shoulders and massages your shoulders and <laughs> holds your shoulders and can see on the horizon what is happening but mm. is not in the shit so okay did he, did he, so he didn't see the other view of you no like, and they like asked spread. me do you want a mirror no and if a you mirror. ever fucking ask me if I want a mirror again I'm leaving this hospital and going somewhere else don't ever ask. my husband is to not see a thing I am to not see a thing I don't want to know I never even watched the labor and delivery and health class because I was like I'd rather be in the blind knowing of everything and just let it happen by the way a mirror I might pass out from a mirror like right. seeing like a head no. come out of your body by the way is not normal so like uh, but you know what I have some friends that are just like they give birth and they're just like it doesn't phase them like none of this phases I just them. think it's not for husbands I think that that yeah. is something that spot on you is something that's like for you and him and it should yeah. not be damaged from what him watching it be expanded into the size of a fucking head okay oh a human head oh and then God. bleeding and possibly shitting like i don't think it is the right place for a man yeah men cannot handle you. it he stood by my shoulders all three Good. babies held my Respect. hand did you poop no i think for the first one the baby did because he told me he's like oh the baby went poopy and i was like i'm the gonna ask said? you to refrain from telling me any information oh my God, okay the baby poops in you what does that yeah. even mean this is all shit that goes on. Like shit happens. Literally shit happens. Wait, what? How do you get it out? They, no, it's like they, <gasps> everything comes out. Like you're cleared the fuck out. Okay. Oh. Just, it's all good. That's why the men should stand by your shoulder. Literally men should have your back in this. Okay. Okay. I like that phrase. Okay. Men have your back. Your husband has your back. Your man, your boyfriend, your baby daddy. I don't care what it is. Keep him by your fucking shoulders. And if they, he wants to cut the cord, just have someone guide your hand. Like, I don't think he should be seeing it. I just, that's my personal opinion. Corey did not cut the cord on any of my kids. My mom delivered Julian. She cut the cord. The whole time, Corey's like, you're doing a great job, but I don't want to fucking know what happens. So their cord is, I, I know is it's the, way the alien feed. thing. That, oh, okay. I was just going to say it's the thing that connects you to the baby. So yeah, but that's like so loose. like, no, it's so, not so it doesn't, it's not going to fall out of you, Jessica. <laughs> it's so that everything you eat, the baby can eat because they're not eating food. Oh, oh my God. My mind is so blown. I did not know this. Um, I feel like maybe you should take a class before well, you because you're freaking out I was just going to say, like, so I just read literally um, Hillary Duff. Okay. Is that the thing she ate? Is it edible? Oh, it's a placenta? It's, I mean, it's edible. Yes, it's all your nutrients in your body that is for the baby. Absolutely <laughs> not. Are you kidding me? I don't even eat cheese that says expired in two days. Like, I don't even... I also read like I don't know which celebrity it was, but like one of them like put it in a blender and had like a smoothie. Like I mean, it's all things. It's the best thing you could do for yourself. Put it in pills. It's a lot of money to put it in pills, but it's getting all the nutrients that just left your body back in your body. It's like what makes you feel like a human again. I did not do it because I'm not okay with eating something that just fucking came out of my body. Mm -mm. But there are women that do it, and that some many are like holistic and all of that, and it's great for all of them. And I give you a lot of fucking support for eating something you just fucking push out of your vagina but not my fucking thing and i'm not about it i'm not i don't not i don't support it but like i don't think i'd suggest it to anybody because unless you're taking it in pill form which is i think expensive mm -hmm. i don't think it's like ever gonna happen for me and i would be mind over matter that whole time taking that pill anyway so i don't know i just it blew my mind i honestly was like body get your shit together get, wrap it up let's do this and like be an adult and put your big girl panties on and let's be like a mom. And I didn't eat the placenta and do any of that. Like <laughs> I just had the baby, took her home and like worshiped her. This is, this is really good shit because 
I kind of had this, like, my husband's a police officer, so I was going to bring his handcuffs and, like, handcuff him to the bed so we couldn't, like, even try to peek at anything. No, I don't that think was he my game will plan. want to. Well, I have friends that have had C-sections, and, like, mm-hmm. literally the doctor is like, First don't all, look because you will pass out. Your on the table. Yes. So many husbands pass out that they literally have to tell them, like, if you look and pass out, like, we're, we can't focus on you. No, no. That's why a lot of times in a C-section, like, they'll have, like, a chair or a, like, mini bed or something. So, like, if the husband happens to look and they pass out, like, it, they can take their time and, like, recover. But, like, it is not I, I about you. It is about this baby. I don't and know then, what's fucking worse, really. Like, out of your vagina or, like, out of your stomach. Like, it, they're both so terrifying to me. Honestly, the it's process so is It's so scary to me. Yeah, the whole process is. And, again, it is the I most think if I was, like, thing. 20 years old, I'd be just like, oh, this is what you do. This is what my mom did. This is what my grandma did. I'm overthinking every step of but the this process. Is what you now. do this, this is what is jessica what do. does she overthinks everything she like makes something that's not a big deal into a big deal so i just I, i'm with tracy's kids and every time i leave them i want one <laughs> like well that's they're so cute and they're so sweet and they're just like kind gentle little like when i pulled up to tracy's house and they're in the window waiting for me to get there <laughs> like i literally have to hold back tears it is the cutest thing ever they get so excited and i i leave there and i'm like i come home to go to the husband i'm like i'm ready and he's like are you really ready i'm like no no <laughs> let's go watch our shows for four hours <laughs> yeah. and oversleep till one o'clock exactly oh my god sometimes i'll text tracy on like a saturday morning be like sorry i was sleeping and she's like you were what what is that now what is that (laughs) i've been up for seven hours why are you still sleeping oh my god what what time do they wake up in the morning my kids are on very strict schedules at home Mm -hmm. and people don't really think i'm a strict mom because i like curse in front of them and like let them like wear belly tops once in a while like play (laughs) with makeup so they're like oh my god what a shitty mom my kids are on the strictest schedule like seven o'clock goes off you have 10 minutes left of your show we go upstairs and it's bedtime like wow that's it you eat your dinner and it's bad like there's not an argument like i'm not ready for bed i don't really care at my mom's house I mean, whatever they'll eat, pretty much. It's a struggle for Skylar. She eats, like, only fruits and vegetables, which I'm like, okay, if you're a vegetarian, whatever. But I try to get her, like, pizza's big, pasta's, we're Italian, we only eat pasta. Like, um, like, I don't – it's a struggle for me to feed my husband and myself every day. Like, that's another thing, like – But, like, the first couple of years, you're just trying to get your kids to eat healthy and, like, just eat anything, pretty much. Like – Pizza, pasta, and, like, chicken is a huge staple in our house. Like, it's pretty much all the time. My kids love rice, and they love corn, and they, like, uh, my kids devour broccoli. You don't really, are they picky eaters? I've never seen them Jaden be Jaden will picky. eat anything. <laughs> um, Skylar is very picky. She's big on soup. Her big thing is gum soup, she which is New soup. England clam chowder. Oh, that's so cute. Do you, did you hear what I said? New England clam chowder. No Okay, why does my three-year-old <laughs> love that? But she thinks the little pieces of clams are gum. So that she could chew them and eat them. So she calls it gum oh. soup. And everywhere we go, she's like, do they have gum soup? But she's big on like chicken noodles. She loves that. She loves the broth. Like Jaden will pretty much eat like anything. She will devour an entire slice of pizza in front of you. And then they always want ice cream. Julian's just starting to eat food now. Did You didn't breastfeed, right? I didn't because with Skylar, uh, my recovery was hard. Like I had a three-week mm. recovery time with her because I had an episiotomy. Don't know Which that is, is something that you should never Google. And I don't suggest any men who thought I was hot before this to Google it because you'll <laughs> never look at me the same. But um, no, like Corey was like, your recovery was rough. Like we, I think I remember seeing a picture of this. Were there stitches I, involved? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's. A normal thing is like it just it was a really rough recovery and I didn't have I couldn't even pick her up and hold her because I was in so much pain so I didn't breastfeed with her and then with Jaden I was like I have a one and a half year old home like how am I making time to breastfeed her like I would have loved to if I had like a nanny helping me I would have easily breastfed because I would have had somebody on call 24 7 helping me and it wasn't about that but I also felt like 
there's either a connection or not. Mm-hmm. And like, I really didn't feel like, oh my God, this is like such an amazing, like I felt holding her like against me was like more of a connection than like having her breastfeed. And like just the connection of you feeding your child. And I always like, there's breastfeed shamers who are like, just uh, feed them the bottle because then you know how much they're getting. And then there's formula shamers who are like, breast is best. And then I'm just like, no, fed breast is best. Breast is As, best. Oh no, they're hardcore Oh God, on I'm going to hang myself. No, they're hardcore <laughs> on that. And I get it. Like if you are about that, like that's your way and I support it. But like, Can I I'm just like, say something? my Moms, child is fed. I, I'm not a mom, but like who gives a fuck what other moms mom are doing? Shaming. It's huge. Stop it with the mom shaming. Like how do you... Especially as a mom, you should know the struggle of being a mom and that it's not easy and you should never judge another mom. It's horrible. I see it all the time. Like, I don't even understand the positives, the negatives, the breastfeeding. I'm not breastfeeding, but I see women bash each other all the time for it and I'm so over it. No, it's disgusting. It's because people are doing their best. Like, there's, yeah, there's every child is different and like every grow, growing up way of like how they live is different and like you just can't judge a mom based on that like even moms who like lose their shit and scream at their kids in the grocery store like you know what they probably went through screaming kids on the way here screaming kids on the way home and screaming kids until their husband comes home later so just give them a fucking break and help them out and be like can I help you with something is there anything I can help you with like yeah just jump in and offer a hand and like a mother is so appreciative of that I was like, gonna say that little it sounds just, like such a little gesture it and it's is. huge instead of like looking at me with a side eye and being like why is she yelling at her child what a horrible oh, oh, mom be can like I say a I great wonder, example of this so Tracy and I were at the diner oh um, after our photo shoot, mm-hmm. actually, and Julian was with us, um, not the girls, just Jules, and he was in his, what do you call those things, the carry things? Car seat. A car seat. The car seat carrier. <laughs> he was in his uh, mobile car seat, and, you know, Tracy, we're trying to get through the diner. All the tables are, like, smushed together, yeah. banging into other people and under other chairs, and... We tried to put him in a booth. He didn't fit in the booth. So like inevitably there was nowhere else to put him on the floor. And some literally a guy that was like dining came over and was like, oh, let, let me, me help let you. Let me help you. And he took a, t- a, ch- a table, and separated he it. it. He Yeah. He made our table like a table for 12. Yeah. And he was like, I was like, is this okay? And he was like, do whatever you have to do. You're a mom. I get it. Yes. And I was like, wow. Like that just made me feel so much better. Like I was struggling getting, yes. to, first of all, I'm a mom carrying a baby. You need to put me in the very back of the restaurant. Whatever. I'm not even going to go there. But <laughs> so this man saw us struggling. I was like, let let me just help you. And like the littlest thing, just putting the table together with our table. Oh, I literally I was, have chills thinking about it right now. It was such a nice moment. And like, cause I was following Tracy and I'm like, oh God, we're the baby's like knocking into everything. Yeah, like plates are falling on the floor. Like, and this is one child, how, you know, how difficult it is to get in and out to get situated. And that's and a, a total stranger, you know, a grown up guy came over and, and helped us out. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. It was really nice. It's just like little moments like that, yeah. that you can just help a mom like going through something just really just brightens her day and be like wow there's like humans out there who get it and like yeah. that it's hard <sighs> don't worry it's gonna work everything is gonna like totally work out and like all moms that are scared like don't be scared it's such a gift and like the when those little kids look up at you and they're like I love you mommy nothing else first of all the second you give birth to this baby you're gonna remember nothing of the pain I have to literally remember telling the story to remember the level of pain that I was in wow I actually remember your pain now that you're bringing it up yeah <laughs> I, I I, I know you're right you're 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 so it right it goes away because nothing else matters all of a sudden like you don't matter like no you shower last you eat last you bathe last you f- take care of yourself like I have three nails missing right now and you know what I'm still not even thinking like when is my next nail appointment I'm thinking like I have to remember to get formula and um milk at the store after later for the kids like that's what I think about and you just literally become last you're a good and mommy it's, you, it's just moms in general it's not and me and you're a good wife like you're not just a good mom you're a good wife and 
um, actually, that's a great segue into um, some of the questions we got. Oh, we got questions from Good. fans of the podcast. Um, because, listen, I think one of the questions I keep seeing over and over and over because people want to know how do you have three kids and a life, and especially with your husband, a sex life. So, um, Dre asked the first question is Does sex slow down after having multiple kids? Um, I mean, I don't think it should. I think that's one of the main reasons that couples like grow apart is because sex stops. And and I know it's not like the most important thing, but it's super important because that's like your one connection with them. So even though you've got dance class and, and school and you know, you're, you're bringing, dropping off one kid, picking up another, you should find time. I mean, there's times where like he'll text me and he'll be like, hurry home. And I'm just like, I have three kids with me. Like there's nothing I could do right now. And like later I just know like when the kids are asleep, it's like our time. And like, we're able to like relax, watch our shows, hang out. Like if you can like go have sex with your husband, like stop depriving your husband of things that like are supposed to be natural. Yes. I mean, like stop and stop embarrassing your husband in front of like friends. I just feel like there's major things that men just can't are like not never going to get like from a wife. It's just very weird to me how people put like restraints on their men. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. Have respect. But at the same time, like sex is a major part of marriage. It's and when it stops, there's other things that stop. Well, it, um, also, I'm a firm believer in this too. Like, I mean, it's your, um, it's your bond. It shows, um, like physical Im- intimacy cannot be replaced by words or no. you just, it's something that if you're, if you haven't made time for, make time for it and you, you feel good afterwards. I mean, not just from the obvious, but like yeah. you feel no, but like, you're like warm and like, like yeah, like yeah. you 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 don't realize what you're missing until you you really do it. I mean, sometimes like I'm having sex and I'm like, why the, why don't we do this more? You know, like <laughs> you're like, oh wow, yeah. it's so great. Like it's just know? such a release. It's like yes. the most freeing experience is just to, like be out of body experience of yes. just being with him. But like I just feel like it's a necessity. So you guys make time at the end of the day. That's your routine. Like once the kids are in bed, you make sure to have mommy, daddy time. Yeah. I mean, it's never scheduled because once you start scheduling it, mm. it's like this doesn't the become hot, hot part yeah. of it is like gone. But once those kids are down, like if he puts the girls to bed and I put Jules to bed, like and then we're coming together, like in the living room, like just like take me. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah, like it's our time to like spend together. So however we want to spend it, watching a movie, hanging out, cuddling, whatever it may be like of your guys, what what works together for you, Mm -hmm. I think it's just like how it should be. And it should be spontaneous. And the second you start scheduling it, even though a therapist will tell you to schedule it, because I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, my therapist told me like we should schedule sex. Do not fucking schedule sex. Listen to the bad example. She knows. I'm so sorry. But like (laughs) once you start being like, okay, seven o'clock get your pants off like get the fuck out of Seven here like don't, your don't do that like <laughs> <laughs> all right so um caitlin 717 asks how do you keep the spark alive i just feel like you one you can't let yourself go i mean you know you're a wife just because i have kids like you guys are still husband and wife like how do you keep the spark alive i just feel like when you still get dressed up for your man it's so true like it's so true get your hair done get your yeah. fucking roots done do your nails once in a while throw on a lipstick like just take like the minimum amount of time and he'll be like, make him put on a wig if you need to. He'll come home to a different woman every night. He'll never know who he's coming home to. It'll be exciting. Like, just don't lose the spark of like that connection. Make him yes. want you. Yes. If he likes 
dark hair on you, don't be like, well, I have to be dark because that's the only thing my husband likes. Be like, I want to be dark because that's what turns my husband on. Like, do stuff that like you know is and he, as he should be doing too. If you if he knows Absolutely. that you like him with long hair or short hair or a beard, a beard. Wow. A lot of girls love a beard. Like grow out your a beard. beard. Let her live. Like let her have her like fantasy of another guy in, within you. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then you, that's like the beauty of like hair and makeup, and we can be whoever we want to be with that. So like let it be like some intense like fantasy you guys live out within each other. I think getting comfortable in a marriage or in any relationship is the most dangerous thing yeah. you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, letting yourself go. And I think putting on weight is normal because you guys get comfortable and you guys yeah. eat like fun The guy sometimes together. puts on, I mean, Denny put on weight too when we first started uh, dating. Like yeah. all we did was go out to eat yeah. and enjoy life. Um, you but know. I think the physical of just like, like people, I see moms that are like, oh my God, how do you have time to put on makeup? I don't even have time to brush my hair. I want to be like, how the fuck is that possible? It takes 30 seconds to brush your hair. Yeah. Brush your hair, put it in a tight bun, throw a little mascara on, and look, all of a sudden you're a new woman. Don't you feel better about yourself when you leave the house and you look presentable rather than going out in sweatpants? My kids know. There's jammies, and then there's clothes that you go out in. And I, they know without me asking. Like, they'll never, ever, ever, ever ask me, can I go out in this? Because I'll be jammies. like, are you insane? We don't leave the house without being put together because when you put yourself together it makes you look like you care about where you're going absolutely or care about the person you're meeting up with or like you put effort into being alive you only have a few short amount of years here okay use that being the best version of yourself put makeup on if you want if you don't like makeup don't but do your hair don't be dirty like yeah don't be dirty like take care of yourself (laughs) yeah i you know i had a friend in college that didn't i tracy for me and you because this is our like kind of our industry. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Like, mm. It just is like what we do. But there's so many women out there that don't realize the power of a pedicure. You oh know? My God. I mean, yeah. they don't understand that like you don't need a full face of makeup. You don't have to be watching YouTube tutorials. Nope. Like no. put a little blush on. Anything. And when you feel better about yourself, your relationships will will improve because of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like your confidence, everything. Um, it's like a chain reaction. Absolutely. And I think if you're a new mom, and I again I'm not a new mom. I, I know it's hard. I know finding time is hard. But it's so important that you do it and um, lean on your friends and family to help you out for this. Like, you know, let's 45 minutes. Someone could take your kid and you can get a manicure. I mean, that little thing can be game changing. And this is not to please your man. This is to make you feel more confident about yourself to feel more confident in your relationship, which then in turn is a result of him wanting you more because of the confidence level. This is not like, let me get my makeup on for my man. First of all, I put makeup on so I could walk past like a store window and be like, damn, look how good her makeup looks. And it's. (laughs) me like you know I don't put it on for Corey he would rather me barefaced that's not the point it's just he sees the effort that I put into going out of the house and looking that's another thing if because as a makeup artist I do so many brides and if one more bride to be says to me oh my husband likes me with little makeup how do you like you yeah, it doesn't matter how they like you. It matters what you think of yourself. Are you kidding me? Like, first of all, men like makeup. When you ask them who's hot, guess who they say? They say women that have got 10 pounds of makeup on yeah, and hair is bleached blonde. It's natural. <laughs> like, it's natural that they think that way. Like, they're just dumb. They don't understand what makeup is or what makeup looks like. Like, they've got no clue. So... Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you feel pretty. I mean, your husband's opinion is important, but at the end of the day, like, don't get married with no makeup on because your husband doesn't think it's important. Please. Sorry. That's a side note. I hear that so much more than you would would think. No, I get it. I'm like, you're getting married in this 
thousand dollar wedding gown. Your hair is in this like crazy beautiful updo, and it looks like you rolled out of bed with your face. Like, put on a little mascara, a little blush, and you're done. Like, it, it's just your bit. day. It's your day to feel like the most attractive person you could be to him, and like him to be wowed by. Yeah, what you look like, not to see the same. No one's person. saying you got to put on a hot red lipstick. Like, no, be you. But be just, you. Like, but I think guys and girls need to just like they just need to know what turns each other on, and like once in a while, do that. Yes, like know your yes. husband's like fantasies and like play those out once in a while. I think that's major. So um, and wives. Too. I'm going to our next question. I'm laughing because the next question I didn't finish the question. <laughs> I wrote anonymous asks, "What do you do when you're?" And then I didn't finish the end of. I didn't copy no. the rest of what they asked. <laughs> so it's okay. We're going to the next one. Okay. Um, so the next one I have here is, oh, how do we celebrate our one year anniversary? I think that's a really interesting what question. What do you think? You're like either upon that or had just passed. Uh, well, I love planning. I'm a big planner. Mm-hmm, same. And your one year anniversary is so, 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 so important. I mean, right? It's like a tradition to keep the cake and whip it out a yeah, year I later. Didn't you didn't do that? No, no. It's still in my freezer. I ski food that's past expiration. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dates. eating it, but now I no. feel bad throwing it away. So it's just <laughs> taking up space in my freezer. But, you know, your one-year anniversary, like, it's supposed to be a really big deal. So treat yourself. I mean, do something fun. Get a, get a hotel room. Like, I think that's the best idea everything Who cares if it's, like, the Holiday Inn? Like, just escape for the night. Like, I get think, a different – get a change of scenery. I think to not be in the same house that you always – I mean, yes. sex is, like, it's happening on your one-year, right? It's, it's oh, for yeah. sure happening. Okay. Yeah. So to not have sex in the same bed that you always have sex in, to just have something different and, like, take her out and whip – like – sweep her off her feet and bring her to a hotel and go get like drinks down like at the the bar at the oh, hotel like that. something cute go just, get like, drinks have with a your date. husband like, a date yes not like a sit down expensive dinner it doesn't need to be that like grab a ten dollar glass of wine and like just bullshit with each other and like flirt with each other and then go up to the hotel room and just have fun it's your one year of being married like I think people overthink it where they're like oh my god I need my husband to surprise me with this gift and that gift Flowers, and take me away and, and yeah, like no. just Go have fun. Like, go flirt with your man. Like, yes. I don't get why it always has to be, like, this big elaborate thing when it's so simple. It's so simple. Yeah. I don't know. Just, it's just, it's something that blows my mind every time. You fall into a routine easily. Yeah. You know, even without mix kids. It up. Yeah. Mix it up for that one year anniversary and, and do something and special. And I think not just for the one year, but, like, every once in a while. Just, like, do something yeah. he doesn't expect. Do something she doesn't expect. Bring her home, like, her favorite ice cream and, like, sit in front of, like the TV and just watch a movie you guys love together, like binging on ice cream and vegging out and just like laying together, like do something that's not routine every night. Yeah. It doesn't need to be flowers. It doesn't need to be chocolate. It could be like her favorite fucking pretzel. Like who cares from the (laughs) mall? Like just bring her something or bring Mm. him something, something that they, you guys love about just being different. Yeah. I love it. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. And I have no friends, so for me it's 
you know, try like, to get him out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you <laughs> listen to podcasts on. Yeah, podcast homecasts. Your, your, your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. All right, next question. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one makes me crazy. Okay. Lola asks, is it okay to go to the bar without your husband? Is that a real question? I know. I'm not really, I don't really know. How, like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feeling. Be honest, because I think that's cr- a crazy question to if ask. If you're not allowed to go to the bar with your friends, then borderline you're in an abusive relationship. Yeah. I'm, you should not hmm. be scared to have girlfriends and have girl time. And if it's getting one drink at a bar with your friends and he says no, I think it's serious time to re-go through priorities in your life. And he should be going yeah. to the bar with his friends once in a while, too. It's super healthy not to be together all the time. Yes. Like, I point. I mean, I once every two months go out with my friends, and it's like, you're just rejuvenated. You're like, wow, I forgot, like, how much fun being around my friends was. And you miss each, you give your time to miss your spouse. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that's a huge thing. Like, the absence makes the hot grow fonder. And I just think that you need to be away from them for a little so they appreciate, like, what they have when they come home. Yes. And like, so what if you come home drunk from the bar? Guess what? Guess who's getting drunk from the bar? And by the way, your husband should trust you to go out with your friends. And if he doesn't, you need to look deeper into your issues. Yeah, I think there's a a bigger problem there. Also, I'm going to I'm going to touch on this. I think um, same with emasculating. Yes. Same with women and a man. Yes. Is is probably the most disgusting thing as a woman that you could do. It's using your power in an abusive way. Like the, uh, the what bothers me the most is like a bachelorette party. And it's like, oh, you're not going to the, the strip club with your friends. I'm sorry. So wait, you're going to have all his friends go out and then they go tell home. him <laughs> that he needs to come home before they all celebrate his last big night. Like, is that how insecure you are that you are going to de- make him feel less of a man to be like I have to get home because my wife says so like it's just so embarrassing I'm mortified for women who do that to their men so you know the same as like we're telling you if you're a woman and you go to the bar without your husband it's fine if a man goes out without you calm down he's not trying to get every single number he's trying to get a beer with his boys yes you know what and this is why trust is so important in a relationship because if you do not trust your husband, you'll never be okay with that. But guess what? You should trust your husband. That's why you married him, right? Like you made a commitment for life. Like this is supposed to be your thing. I think that that's like so big. I think that that's a huge thing that divides people up is when the husband is like nervous to ask, like, can I go yes. out? Or the girl is like, can I go out with my friends? I don't know if he'll say yes. I think that's a super big red flag. If you guys don't respect each other, it's the end it's coming to an end so just you go out with your friends he'll go out with his friends just don't be a hover spouse oh my god and don't be a hover mom that's a term oh my god. right yeah hover moms helicopter moms it's like the ones who uh, like okay so the kids are at the park and like they come off the slide and the mom is instantly running to them with baby wipes like let me clean your hands like first of all <laughs> kids build up germs to learn how their body to fight them off like i get it clean your hands after you leave the park but like after every slide ride i don't think it's necessary um okay let me just tell you because i observed tracy again i'm like (laughs) i'm like obsessive with her parenting skills because (laughs) her kids rock they're like smart they're so smart for their age um jada you know how old is she 
two in it. Two. She, dro- she, just she two. talks more than like any two year old, and he, she knows like really big words. And it's because Tracy talks to her like she's an adult. She doesn't talk to her like a baby. No, I don't baby them. When I- Jada comes up to Tracy and goes, "I have to go to the bathroom," Tracy goes, "Okay, you know where the bathroom is. You know where the toilet is." And like, <laughs> I always laugh. And like, Jada like looks at her. She processes it, and then she goes. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and she went. Sometimes she'll go, you know, Lala, come with me, and mm-hmm. they'll go to That's the bathroom what she together. Calls <laughs> <laughs> so for people who don't know, she, Jada calls Skylar Lala because in Staten Island we say Skyla, so it's Lala. <laughs> well, her aunt came up with that, but anyway, it's so it's like I'm like blown away by that because with three kids it's hard, but you know that sometimes those parents with one kid they become like obsessive, and the kid never learns how to do anything. No, on their and that's own. yes, and that's the thing. Like the kid gets. Um, the child gets like developmentally slow because you're holding them back. Like, and I've witnessed Tracy in action. Like these kids can fend for themselves. Yeah. Like when I change like Julian's diaper or something, I'll be like, who's bringing the diaper to the garbage? And the girls will volunteer to pick (laughs) up a shit diaper from their brother and walk it over to the garbage. And sometimes when they're done with like a banana peel, they'll be like, okay. And he handed it to me. And I'm like, um, no, you know where the garbage is. You have legs. Why would God get, why did God give you legs? If you're not going to use them, go walk over to the garbage and throw it out. And they do. And because of that, I feel like they they act older than they are because they're yes. given more responsibility than normal and kids. And like Julian as a baby is the man. Like I was like, wow, I want a baby like this and I'll do it right now. <laughs> like he's so cool. Like the second Tracy walks away, he doesn't burst into tears because Tracy doesn't like She's just the, she's the cool mom. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing great, honey. She's just incredible. I mean, these kids are just, they're self-sufficient. Even at six months old, like he knows like not to fuck with Tracy. And like, like, he's better because of it. He's so happy. He's chill. He's not, listen, I'm going to use this as an example of my dog, Beetlejuice, because, you know, when you over, you know how people, when they leave and their dogs like panic? Mm Mm-hmm. And their dogs cry by the front door or they like howl Mm -hmm. or they like destroy shit. It's because there's separation anxiety. And I just feel like that's bad parenting because you shouldn't make your kids feel like that. No, they need to not be like adults, okay so you know like, like, they like you know to- parents that like their kids if the if the mom isn't holding the baby like even if the dad goes to hold it the baby cries i know a uh, family yes <laughs> that's super like that. like that can't be healthy yeah i just i don't know i feel like people need to give their kids more space to just like try things and learn things mm-hmm. like who is it hurting if a baby picks up a butter knife at a restaurant have you ever put a butter knife on your skin <laughs> I have cut things more with my pinky toe, like uncut pinky toe than I have with a butter knife ever. Like just teach them. Don't rip it out of their hand and be like, oh my God, we don't do that. Instead be like, no, we're not going to play with knives. Can you please hand me the knife? They'll hand it over. Now when we go to restaurants, my kids literally collect the knives at the table and give them to me because they know they're not allowed to play with it, but I don't ever yell at them for not don't also, play with that you like, i noticed you explain to your kids a lot like instead of just saying no or because i said all right we all drop a few because i said so it's fine it's more of like but you when explain, they disobey me, like I'm you're like, like hey you know you can't open the window while we're driving because, because you're you, gonna fall out if you fall out you will die and the kid's like oh, all right that makes sense yeah like my <laughs> kids check to make sure the windows are closed before we get out of the car because i told them if you open a window and mommy doesn't know that it's raining and then later on your, your car seat will be soaking wet so now they always check who the talks windows. to a three-year-old like that? That's incredible. That's because such that's such good shit. Then I don't have to do everything. They're helping me. Yes. At two and three years old, they they know to close doors, close the windows, not to. Um, they'll tell me like a oh, big thing in my family. If my kids are wearing white, I always tell them, you know how mommy is about white. You have to eat very carefully because I 
freaking lose my mind when I just put an outfit on them and then they go and they get chocolate all over it or something. <laughs> and they're very aware and they're like proud of themselves when they eat clean. And they're like, mommy, look, my shirt's still white. And I'm like, isn't that like something that a good thing for your kids to know, like to not be like complete slobs when they leave the house and not eat like gavons? Is that not a thing? Like, it's definitely a thing. And this is why I just feel like those are little things that affect how a child develops and grows yes. up. And you've you've honestly and I know this because you beat yourself up all the time, like but you've mastered parenting and and in a really I mean, short time. Like I know that you like you have bad days and sometimes you don't think you're a good mom or you don't hear it enough, but those three kids are are, are the examples of why you're an amazing mom and why you're you. doing a good job. Like they're they per, I mean they're sweet kind helpful thoughtful i mean they're so affectionate you know there's yeah. like those kids that like won't even like give you a high five <laughs> <laughs> or they look at those you fuckers like, always make me feel bad i'm like <laughs> high five and they're just like ew <laughs> you know like her kids are the opposite like i walk in the door and they're hugging me and they're kissing me and they're just so lovable and i don't know it's just whatever parenting skills like i am going to mimic and I know it's hard as a new mom to not be over paranoid like mm -hmm. do you think you've changed in Skylar do you think that no, I this think is people, how you've been I think people thought that I was gonna be like this crazy mom with Skylar and then I was very much like if she would trip I'd be like you're fine shake it off we're okay yes. like are you bleeding and like I'll make a joke and I'll be like do we need to amputate and they'll be like no no and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're fine like there's moms that are like oh my god he fell he's bleeding everywhere and I'm just like you're freaking your kid out the like, kid freaks out I've seen that happen it's okay yeah and they're going to be fine. And unless they're literally gushing blood, I think we're good. Throw yeah. a Band-Aid and Neosporin on it and let's call it a fucking day. Oh, this is my favorite. So I think it was Skylar. Like, your mom has, like, a grand piano in her house. Yeah. And I think Tracy told Skylar, like, 40 times, like, don't put your head under the piano. You're, mm -hmm. you're going to hit your head. So eventually she she hit her head, you know? Yeah, she forgot that I said it, like, she, a million times. Yeah. And, like, Tracy doesn't, like, Tracy, what did she say? She I, did I not tell you you were going to hit your head? Like, and like Skylar, like she kind of like zonks out of it. Like she's like, like she listens. I can see she's listening and taking it in. She's like, yeah, shit, you, you did tell me this. And yeah. like, she doesn't cry. She stops. Like she goes to like have a cry episode and then she stops because well, you because talk to her. If I'm, if I'm like Skylar, I told you that was going to happen. If you want to find out for things on your own, then go ahead and try things. But I'm telling you, the result is going to be what I'm telling you. And I'm just trying to help you not get hurt. Like when she hit her head, I was like, Sky. I love you and are you okay? But like I told you 50 fucking times, <laughs> watch your head, babe, because you're not listening. The problem is they zone me out a lot. Yeah. I feel like that's why things happen because I do talk to them about everything. It just sometimes they don't hear because they're kids. Like they're not going to take everything I say in. But the things that I can get processed through, like they do take in and they remember it and they're growing from that. Yeah. And even Skylar's teachers in school, they're like, Jaden could be in some of the classes Skylar's in and Skylar should be put wow. above because they, even watching them for 10 minutes, they're like, they're, they act like little miniature adults. And it's like crazy to me. Cause I'm like, I don't know when that happened. Like I don't remember parenting different than any way else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just happens. I think it's literally just like the person you are and the mom you are. So like the reflection of you, if you're a nervous Nelly, your kid's going to be so fucking nervous about everything like stop scaring them i also think if you're a helicopter parent you're going to this sounds so it also puts you right into a midlife yeah. crisis like it makes you go <laughs> crazy because yeah. you don't get a second to breathe for yourself like because you're constantly worried about them like Yes. Let them live. Let yes. them learn because it's the only way they're going to learn. You know, whatever your parenting style, it's great for you, but give it a try. Give it a try being a Tracy type mom and just loosen up and 
the kid won't die. I promise. Yeah. She's I mean, got three I never, running rampant and they, <laughs> neither, they're all alive and kicking. They're all alive. Trust me. No, they're just, I just feel like I just look at things differently. And I feel like a lot of parents. Do you think it's because you're a younger mom? Yeah, for sure. I think that um, the older you get, the more you're appreciative of that one child that are two children that you have. And then you want to like, like never let them go because mm-hmm. you waited so long. Me being younger, I feel like I have more of a close age gap between me and them. So I understand more. Mm-hmm. And like when they're 16 and I'm 16 plus 26 is 42. So math. they're going to be at their sweet 16. I'm only going to be in my early 40s. Is that right? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a 12 years. Yeah, that's right. I can't believe I just did math that fast, but um, I'm very impressed yeah, right I now. <laughs> I, I could be wrong and check the math, but um, I'm going to be in my early 40s. And I feel like that's a really young mom to have because you we understand things differently because we're not in their generation, but we understand more of their generation. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, listen, 45, 50 year old mom's good for you. I'm glad that you were able to have a healthy, successful pregnancy. But like, I just think that I did the right thing for me by having them so young. Yeah. And I think it does change your parenting skills because you are a lot less, not carefree, but like, you no, don't really, you, are. Um, you don't really understand like, cause I'm still, I just turned 30. Like I'm still in my twenties when I was having You're kids. You're still figuring out life. Yeah. So I feel like I I'm learning, I'm learning with them instead yeah. of learning at them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like parents who are a little bit older, maybe like yell at them more because mm-hmm. they've lived a whole life and they know what, how fucked up life the is. Mistakes, yeah. And like me, I'm like, I'm kind of like learning with them. So oh, I'm going to be the different. worst annoying mom. No, you're not. I just saw how you were with Beetle. Like he's <laughs> so good. He hasn't made a peep since I got here <laughs> I just I want to I really really want to mimic your parenting style I think thank it's you I appreciate that because a lot of people so think good. I'm like such a shitty mom and I want to be like I wish you guys knew like the background of it if you guys met these kids in person like what you see on the internet is exactly how they are like they're just I just love you guys I love you so much I hope you listen to this one day and you love me back oh <laughs> I'm gonna play this for them when they're older <laughs> sorry Jaden that we called you the evil middle child no, yeah you're not Jaden you're perfect in every way yeah. you just are put here on this earth to be a challenge and one day you're gonna give a man a run for his money we have the best part of the show we saved for last which is our gay best friend advice yes it's the time and he talks about gunkles this week do you know what a gunkle is is that a, a gay reference? It's a gay uncle. Shut up. That's the cutest thing. <laughs> so Is that uh, like a guzband? Like your a gay, gay husband? husband? Yeah. Like how like your best friend could be like your husband? Yeah. Oh, that's cute too. Yeah. Uh, it sounds a little more perverted, but... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Gunkle is... It sounds like what you clean out of your bathtub, but that's fine. <laughs> so Brandon is here to give us his gunkle advice. Take it away, B. He is there for us now he's there for you gay best friend he'll know what to do gay best friend he'll know what to do hey guys it's your gay best friend brandon and i am coming at you with a giant ass glass of cabernet and i'm super excited because today jessica has asked me to talk about gunkles what's a gunkle you might ask Well, it's a gay uncle. So if you aren't planning on finding your kids a gunkle, then you honestly just shouldn't have kids in the first place. So here I've put together a list of the top five things that your gunkle will give your kids. Number one, excellent taste in music. Gunkles will have your kids quoting all the world's greatest musical artists by the time they are three. Who wouldn't want their kids knowing every Lana Del Rey or Britney Spears lyric to ever exist? 
when your six-year-old child starts singing, all of my peaches are ruined, bitch. And if you seek Amy at your next dinner party, you'll know that you found yourself the most fantastic gunkle alive. Number two, a sense of class. Your kids will be drinking their grape juice out of wine glasses, just like Jesus intended. Number three, confidence. Chances are that a gunkle has dealt with their fair share of people in their lives who have wanted to tear down their confidence. So a gunkle can prepare your child for the inevitable bag of douche that they'll encounter along the way. They'll have your kids looking in the mirror, knowing that they are beautiful creatures of God, and learn the most important words when it comes to dealing with bullies, which are, shut the fuck up, trash. Number four, support. A gunkle will support your kids in whatever they want to do, even if it is sports. I don't know anything about sports, but if Jessica had a kid that was into hockey, I would be right there rooting for them to score a touchdown. And number five, and most importantly, a gunkle is there for you, the parents, to give you time to be drunk and to fuck, while we be the type of babysitter your kids won't curse you out for leaving you with. I'm so, so excited to one day be a gunkle to Jessica's future child when she inevitably accidentally spends a few months eating Tic Tacs instead of birth control. All right, these were your top five reasons why you need to get your kid a gunkle. I'm gonna go finish my big glass of Cabernet so you all have a bright and blessed day and I will see you next Tuesday. And remember, always trust your gay best friend. Gay best friend. He'll know what to do. Wow, gunkle. That's so <laughs> do your kids have a gunkle? I, I don't think we have an official gunkle. Maybe Brandon will have to become. Wow. With his little advice, I, I support it. No, we should definitely get Brandon around the kids yeah. and like, be I like, think... this is your gunkle and see like what they do. <laughs> <laughs> They'll totally think it's normal. They won't think anything of that word. And Brandon will definitely bring wine glasses. That's like... hysterical. <laughs> That's amazing, actually. <laughs> Thanks, B, for that great advice. That was awesome. Um, what do you think? I think we had a really good talk today, Trey. I think shit got real. Shit got real. We talked about the P word. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I feel bad for people who may have like tuned out earlier because shit got real. But <laughs> stay tuned because we have a lot of fun stuff and fun topics coming up. Yeah. Next week it's for our single ladies because, you know, too much talk about babies and birth. Yeah, it's too much. Taking I mean, a little break. <laughs> yeah, we need we needed a hard, hard pass on that. I just want to thank Dimly Wit for having us on their network again. You guys can visit dimlywit.com to hear more great shows like this. Um, standby is a great one. Dress for the podcast oh, you want. Is standby a- is actually like an SNL type podcast, which That's is really awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. No, it's super fun. And um, Dress for the podcast you want is also really cool. So um, check those out. I also want to thank my babysitters. <laughs> Never let me down, uh, Lisa and Diana. Um, but if you guys could just subscribe and rate us, um, share this with a friend. Don't forget, guys, new episodes air every Tuesday. So see you next Tuesday. Even though we are not your best examples, uh, we're the best you've got. So cheers, bitches. Cheers.
posted on dimlywit.com.